This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, your source to healthy living. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you all for joining me today. My guest is Dr. Rani Banik. She specializes in ophthalmology and neuro-ophthalmology. She applies the principles of complementary and alternative medicine in conjunction with traditional medical approaches to treat chronic diseases affecting the visual system. It's interesting because on my show, I realized that I haven't really discussed how important our vision is and how much our vision can tell us about our overall health. So I'm really excited to speak to Dr. Banik today. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'm looking so forward to this chat. Thank you so much, Dr. Claudia, for, for having me on your show. I'm really, really excited to share this information with your audience. Thank you. Now, you also run a very successful practice, and it provides an integrative approach to eye health and health in general. How did you start to make the connection between you know, your vision and your health and how the two are connected and we can gain information about our health from our vision? So it actually came about because of a personal health condition that I had, or I still have, which is migraine. And um, I've suffered from migraines most of my adult life. And it got to a point where I was having a migraine every single day. And if you've ever had a migraine, you know that is not fun to have a migraine every single day. And I took various medications and nothing was really helping. And it wasn't until I came to the realization that my diet and my lifestyle choices were contributing to my symptoms. And once I addressed those two things, major, I did major overhauls in my nutrition, in my sleep habits, my caffeine intake, exercise, stress modulation, all of that. And I realized the, the tremendous impact it had on my own health. And then I started to use some of these principles for my patients. And I realized that they were getting better. And I treated not just my migraine patients, but then I treated a lot of my patients with vision issues as well. And I had some really remarkable um, improvements in patients' health. I mean, for example, um, you know, based off of a vision issue that a patient had, he was finally, um, I guess, uh, motivated to change his, uh, his diet, his lifestyle. He was able to reduce his blood pressure, get off two blood pressure medications, get off his cholesterol medications, and lose 30 pounds. So I really try to share that great advice with my patients that it's not just your eyes that you have to think about, it's your entire body's health. I really, really love and respect this approach. And, you know, we're, we're practicing two different types of healthcare, but we're teaching the same principles to our pa patients. Now, you know, it's, it's easy to say, you know, I have a bit of a blood pressure issue, so I'm on a mild blood pressure, you know, regulating medication. But what patients don't realize is that long term, being on those medications might actually affect your eye health. And, you know, we don't want to put all that pressure on our body. So, being overall healthy, like just healthy in general, is really going to help our vision. But let's talk about how migraines affect your vision and vice versa. So, you know, diet modification can really help with the migraine. But what about the eyes? What do the eyes tell us about why we're getting migraines and vice versa? Yeah, that's a great question. So there is a very, um, very close connection between our visual system and our brain. Actually, the eye is part of the brain. And we know that migraine happens in the brain. And so when there are changes that are happening in the brain and migraine, there are electrical changes, there are vascular changes, and there are neurologic changes. These can affect our vision. And the most common symptom people have with migraine is light sensitivity. It is so common. I would say over 75% of my patients with migraine are sensitive to light, not just bright lights indoors, but sunlight, um, light from their computers, any kind of light. Um, 
So that's a common symptom. Another common symptom is flashing lights, and this is called visual aura. And it's it can be quite frightening, actually, when it happens for the first time because patients don't realize what's happening. They think they're about to have a stroke because they start to see these flashing lights that kind of have a C-shape, and sometimes they're colorful, they have geometric patterns, and they take over half of their vision. So they really think, oh my goodness, what's going on? I'm going blind. It's actually a migraine where it's a it's a symptom of migraine, again, called visual aura. So those, I would say, are the two most common visual um, associations with migraine. There are many, many more, uh, again, because the eye is a direct extension of the brain and what's happening in the brain is reflected in our vision. It's very interesting. And I was on your website and I was um, I, I downloaded your um, free ebook, which I thought was so informative. And I read about the brain and eye metabolism and how it affects our vision and our health. What is that? Because that was a new concept to me and I found it very fascinating that there is this strong connection. Yeah, so over 50% of our brain is dedicated to our visual systems. It's really mind-boggling to think about that, that so much of our brain um, the neurons help to regulate how we see, how we perceive objects, motion, color, um, how we navigate our environment. So there's the eye um, uh, connection to our vestibular system, how we move our eyes, how our eyelids work, how our face functions. That's all connected. And that's why it's such a huge proportion of the brain that's dedicated to our eyes and the nerves that, that have to do with our eyes. So um, in terms of keeping them healthy, um, the brain has a very, very high meta metabolic rate, and so does the eye. So the brain's metabolic rate uh, uh, takes up about 20% of our entire body's metabolism, and the eye is also, again, very, very high up there. So we need to supply our, our brain and our eye, our visual system, with nutrients to help support that. So we need, if you think back to biology class, maybe in high school or college, um, if you remember, the mitochondria within our cells are the energy-producing organelles. So we need to supply our brain and our eyes' mitochondria with all those nutrients they need to stay healthy. So that's, I would say, the cornerstone of keeping your visual system healthy and your brain healthy. And it's interesting because, you know, we, we talk about nourishing the, the brain and nourishing the eyes. Are there specific supplements or vitamins that we should be taking um, every day to help to encourage and promote proper eye health? Great question about uh, supplements. So I usually tell my patients, first and foremost, you should have these nutrients in your diet. Try to get them naturally through foods because that's the way that they were meant to be. That's the way our bodies uh, absorb them the best. However, if you think that your diet may be insufficient or if you're having certain issues with your brain, function, uh, brain fog, for example, memory issues, or with your visual function, then it may be time to supplement as well. And so in terms of the brain, I would say the most important nutrients are the B vitamins because they, again, support healthy mitochondria metabolism. There are minerals that are important as well, that are important as well, for example, magnesium, copper, selenium, iron. And then there are the omegas. And we've all heard about the omegas. There's uh, good omegas and quote unquote bad omegas, but our brain is actually made up mainly of omega-3 called DHA. And we need to have that because in our, either from diet or from supplements, because our bodies can't make that specific type of omega. So it's really important to have a good source of omega-3s. Uh, again, if you can get, take DHA directly, that's great. And a great, a uh, couple of great sources are fish for example, um, salmon, sardines, trout, mackerel, these are some great sources of DHA. 
or there are plant-based sources of omega-3s as well. For example, um, the precursor to DHA is an is a, uh, omega-3 called ALA, and ALA can be found in seeds such as uh, chia seeds, hemp seeds. Um, these are some great, uh, great sources uh, of, of these healthy uh, fatties, fatty acids for your brain. And actually, interestingly, the eye is also comprised of omega-3. So the retina, our retina, which is the light-sensing tissue in the back of our eye, really is the majority of it is, is DHA. So again, have that DHA either from your diet or you can get it from a supplement. Well, you'll be happy to know that I often eat anchovies right out of their container. <laughs> and you know what? People think I'm strange, but you know what? They don't taste bad. I like salt. Um, so the anchovies get into my system. And now I know that I'm actually providing my eyes with nutrients and my brain that, you know, they need to function optimally. So yeah, that's a great tip. And, and one thing I just want to point out is, you know, when, when we say eat fish regularly, you also just want to make sure that you're eating fish um, that is low in mercury and because mercury can be toxic in high amounts. So if you're choosing fish, choose wild caught fish, wild caught salmon, for example, or smaller fish that naturally have lesser amounts of mercury in them. And when it comes to your eyes, let's say you have symptoms like dry eyes or watery eyes. Can those be signs that there are other things happening in your body? Can the eyes, you know, the, the old saying is the eyes are the window to the soul, but I actually believe that the eyes can tell us a lot about what's going on in our bodies. That is so true. And so I tell people, not only are the eyes a window to your soul, they're also a window to your overall health. And through the eye, we can pick up hundreds of medical conditions. I've diagnosed so many people with, unfortunately, with hypertension, diabetes, heart disease, multiple sclerosis, um, autoimmune diseases based off of their eye exam. So going back to your question about dry eyes, uh, dry eye is a very, very common symptom. Um, it can occur at any age, though it's more common as people get older. And especially for women who are perimenopausal or postmenopausal, dry eye is uh, more often um, the the case rather than for someone not to have dry eyes. So if I see it, for example, a 70-year-old woman who does not have dry eyes, that's she's the exception because the vast majority of, of people in that age group do have dry eyes. And why does it happen? Well, typically it's because the surface of the eye dries out. Either we're not blinking often enough because we're on our screens and we, we blink a lot less when we're looking at something for a prolonged period of time, um, for example, the screen on your computer, your tablet, your smartphone, um, that can, um, uh, that can uh, contribute. But also um, having healthy oils in our diet, going back to those omega-3s, there are studies to show that people who have high omega-3 consumption actually have less dry eye. So it's, it's a great way to, again, support your brain health and your eye health by getting those omegas in your diet. Well, it's good to know that we all should be taking our omegas and try eating those anchovies right out of the container like I do. When we come back, more from Dr. Bannock about vision, migraines, and so much more. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region. Or email us, info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 1059 The Region. 
You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Dr. Bannock and I were discussing how healthy vision depends on being optimally healthy. There are behaviors, things that we do in our daily lives that can affect our vision and essentially our eye health. So let's talk about smoking. Dr. Bannock, how does smoking affect vision and our health of the eye in general? So we've all heard that it's best to either not smoke or to decrease your smoking. And why is that the case? Well, it's because um, there are over 400 chemicals that are released when, when someone smokes a cigarette. And many of those chemicals are toxic. And many of them, we don't even know what they do in the body. And when it comes to our eyes, our eyes are very, very susceptible. They're such delicate organs made of of delicate tissues, they're so susceptible to a type of damage called oxidative damage or oxidative stress. And this is a similar concept to rusting. You know, if you leave leave some kind of metal out, uh, if it gets exposed to water and oxygen, eventually it will rust. Well, there's a same similar type type of rusting that can happen within our bodies, and that's called oxidative stress. So. Um, Going back to smoking, uh, we know that smoking increases the levels of oxidative stress in the body, and that can negatively affect our vision as well. There are some really interesting twin studies that were done um, about, uh, I think, over 20 years ago that looked at twins where ones in which one twin smoked and the other twin did not smoke, the twin who smoked had double the chance of developing vision loss from macular degeneration as the identical twin who did not smoke. So we know that there's that environmental impact of these toxins on our bodies and on our eyes. Now, I read that the brain utilizes most of the oxygen oxygen we require in our bodies. Is that true? Yes, 20%. You know, for the brain, it's it's such a relatively small organ. It only weighs about two or three pounds. For that small organ to consume 20% of the body's energy expenditure, that's really incredible. Like, we just have to keep that in mind, is that we need to really mm-hmm. support our brain in any way that possible. So I talked earlier about um, the importance of diet. But we also have to think about our lifestyle when it comes to our brain health. We have to think about getting regular exercise to make sure we're getting enough oxygen getting to the brain. And when we exercise, we also remove toxins um, through just simply moving our lymph, moving, uh, removing the toxins through our blood, uh, blood flow, and then also through perspiration. So that's important. And then also sleep. Sleep is so important for our brain health. I can't stress that enough. And and I myself, this is a work in progress for me. I, I've always had very poor sleeping habits and I'm still working on it. So uh, it's not that, you know, you can immediately change it. It's just something that you have a goal that you should strive towards. But um, you should really try to get restful, adequate sleep every night uh, for good brain health. And I also sometimes have patients ask me, you know, how much sleep is enough? And I, all I tell them is each person is different. So when you go to, go to bed and you wake up the next morning, you should feel refreshed. You should feel ready for your day. So if you're waking up feeling groggy, tired, like you don't want to go to get out of bed, you want to go back to sleep, it just means that your body and your brain are just not getting enough sleep. So try to get that sleep in. It's so important. I encourage everybody to try to get the best, most restful sleep. It's not about sleeping 10 or 12 hours. It's about getting that good, solid sleep. So your body has time to repair. Your brain has time to relax. And the way to do that really is to keep your body moving. So I completely agree with that. I'm so glad that you said that. And it's interesting that 
being active physically will encourage your eyes and your vision and that whole, you know, brain system to be healthy. So I think keeping moving is the key. Now let's talk about uh, blue light. Um, You know, we're all on our devices. We're all on a tablet for numerous hours in a day. How is that blue light really affecting our vision? You know, it's Dr. Claudia, it's such a common concern. Uh, I get this question from patients all the time. You know, Dr. Rani, I spend, you know, six to 10 hours a day on my screen all throughout throughout the week. Is it really going to impact my eyes? Am I going to lose my vision because of that? And the answer is no, uh, but there is a caveat. So let me explain a little bit more in detail. So blue light is, um, it's the light we can see. It's part of the rainbow, but it's on the shorter end of the spectrum. So it's short wavelength, high energy light. And this light can get in through our eyes and cause potentially oxidative stress to our retina because our retina, again, is very delicate. It has a very high metabolic rate. It's very susceptible to light damage. So the theory is that, yes, blue light can get into your eye. It can potentially cause damage. However, there's no clinical proof that that blue light is actually going to lead to vision loss or blindness. It can lead to short-term symptoms like eye strain. Many people do have eye strain if they're on the computer where they have trouble focusing, they have blurry vision, um, they may even have some dryness of their eyes. They sometimes can even get headaches or neck pain or shoulder pain. So this all falls under the umbrella term of um, digital eye strain or computer vision syndrome. So yes, blue light can be associated with that. So again, that's a short-term side effect of blue light. But again, fortunately, there is no long-term uh, major risk to our vision. And I always tell people, if, if that were actually true, if we actually were, exp- you know, were at risk because of the cumulative effect of blue light, we would, we'd be having an epidemic of blindness right now because we're all on our devices. Even children are on, our, on devices all day long. And that would be a major health concern. So fortunately, that's not the case. And I'm so happy to hear that because it is a concern of my own and for my children. So do you recommend those blue light glasses only as prevention of all the symptoms you can get from this digital era that we're living in and everybody's on a device? So blue light glasses are marketed everywhere, <laughs> it seems like. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the thing about them is that they're not all the same. So, you know, some blue light glasses, if you look at them, they look regu- like regular glasses. They look clear. Other ones may have a little bit of a yellow tint to them. Others may have a darker tint, for example, an amber tint or orange tint or red tint. The tint does matter because that tint is blocking the blue light from getting into your eyes. So if you, this is a quick um, test you can do. If you have blue blockers, this is a a quick test you can do. Put them on and look at your screen and look at something blue on your screen. And if you can still see that color blue, it means that that blue blocker, those glasses are not fully blocking the blue light. So if you put on a a lighter colored pair and you can still see blue through that, maybe it's blocking about 20 to 30% of the blue light. However, if you get the darker tinted blue blockers, for example, red or orange or amber, you won't see hardly any blue light at all. So you know that those blue blockers are really blocking maybe 98, 99% of the blue light. But I also wanted to add one other interesting fact that many people don't realize. And that is that we have natural blue blockers inside of our eyes. So nature has put pigments inside our retina that are there to protect our retina against UV light and blue light. And these pigments are, have fancy names. Um, they're called lutein and zeaxanthin and mesozeaxanthin. And we can get these pigments from foods. Our bodies can't make them, but we can 
eat these pigments in our foods. They get absorbed by the body. They get uh, they get deposited in the retina, and they serve as our internal blue blockers. So I always tell my patients instead of buying those blue blocking glasses, why don't you include more foods in your diet that have these natural blue blocking pigments in them? I had no idea um, that that's, I mean, I understood that, you know, carrots and pumpkin and all those colorful vegetables are good for the eye, but I didn't realize that that was what it was for, serving the purpose of protecting your eyes from the blue light. That's amazing. And this is the perfect season for it because all those vegetables are Exactly. Yeah. Eat eat the colors, eat the rainbow. And when it comes to those blue blocking pigments, the best sources are leafy greens. So spinach, kale, collard greens, but also any kind of orange or yellow colored fruit or vegetable. So for example, yellow peppers, orange peppers are very, very high in these eye healthy pigments. Also egg yolk, uh, because that beautiful orange color of the egg yolk is actually because of lutein and zeaxanthin. So if you're eating egg uh, make sure to eat the yolk, first of all. And if you have egg two or three times a week, that'll be great. It will help support your vision as well. That's such a great tip. And I had no idea about that. And I'm glad to hear because I never wear my blue uh, blue light blocking glasses anyway. So it's it's good to it's know. It's okay. I don't either. I have a, I have so many pairs. And once in a while, I'll remember to put, that, put on the darker ones at nighttime. But the majority of the time, I really don't think that they're helping very much. I think I'll just chew on some carrots mm-hmm. instead. Exactly. Right? <laughs> when it comes to the sun, we all know that we must protect our skin from the sun, but I'm pretty sure that we must be protecting our eyes from the sun as well. How do we do that and how important is it? And if we don't, what happens to our eyes? It is so important. And I tell every single patient that patient this um, that you need to protect your, uh, your eyes from UV light. So UVA and UVB light that comes from the sun can lead to eye issues. It can lead to growths on the surface of the eye. Uh, These are benign growths. It can lead to dry eye, it can lead to cataracts, and it can also advance macular degeneration. So all of these eye conditions can be prevented if you protect your eyes from UV light. And the best way to do that is with sunglasses. And um, I always get asked, you know, should I buy, you know, which, how should I know, you know, if, if my sunglasses are protecting me? All you need to do is look for a sticker on the sunglasses that says 100% UVA, UVB blocking. Or it may also say UV 400, which is fairly equivalent. As long as that sticker is there, your eyes are getting protected. So it doesn't matter if the sunglasses are $10 or $300, you need to look for that sticker on the sunglasses. And then also you could wear a wide brimmed hat. So sometimes I tell my patients, especially if they love to be out on, on summer days or if they're out on the water, wear a hat because that, would add, that will add extra protection to protect your eyes and your eyelids against the harmful effects of UV light. Because I remember as a kid, you know, my parents always saying, don't look directly at the sun. So it's not just the direct sunlight. It's also the reflective sunlight that comes off of like the pavement or especially if you're on the water or if it's just really bright out. That also is the UVA, UVB uh, light that is not good for our eyes. Exactly. Because that light gets in through the atmosphere. Um, our, our The Earth's right. atmosphere doesn't fully filter out that light and it can get into the eye. So, yeah. And I, I even, I'm, I'm super cautious <laughs> being an ophthalmologist. Mm-hmm. Um, I even wear my sunglasses on cloudy days. And I always get asked this, yep, you know, why too. are you wearing your sunglasses? And I say, well, even though you may not see the sun bright and shining, those rays are still getting through the clouds. And I want to protect my mm-hmm. eyes for the years and decades to come. So I don't want to take any chances. 
Now, you have a book coming out. So let's talk about this amazing book. What is the title? When do we anticipate a launch date? And what is it about? Well, thank you so much for asking, Dr. Claudia. So my book is called Beyond Carrots, Best Foods for Eye Health A to Z, because carrots are the tip of the iceberg when it comes to healthy nutrition. We've talked a lot about some of the nutrients we need to keep our eyes healthy. In fact, there are over 30 nutrients I've identified that we need to keep our eyes healthy. And it may seem overwhelming, but there are so many wonderful foods that you can include in your diet beyond carrots that will get you those nutrients. So it's important to have a diversity of foods, have a diversity of colors from your foods, and that way you'll keep your eyes healthy uh, going forward. So my book is, I do hope that it will be uh, released uh, around Thanksgiving of this year. So um, mid-November sometime. And so hopefully it'll be there in time for your holiday gifts lists. And along with the book, I also have um, recipe guides, et cetera. So uh, I hope that you will all take advantage of this, uh, the information, because you really have to, you know, the, the, um, the best way to protect your vision for your lifetime is to eat right. Eat right for your sight, and you will support your eyes with what they need. And it's important to teach your children and the younger generations to, the, to do the same, to get those healthy habits in place. And I hope, I hope my book will be a guide towards um, helping you eat right for your sight as well. I like that. And I love the title, And Eating Right for Your Sight just makes the most sense. Um, so Thanksgiving, I forgot to mention the beginning of the show that you're actually speaking to me from New York. So we're talking about American Thanksgiving because I'm here in Canada, um, which is great because we, we just had our Canadian Thanksgiving. So we're looking at hopefully launching American Thanksgiving um, so people will be able to access it by hopefully around that time. But you also have a very successful practice in New York City. Um, so tell us a little bit about your practice and how somebody would um, have a visit. What would what would it be like? Are you looking at the whole body or are you doing specific things at your clinic? I am. I try to um, have a, a more integrative, holistic approach to eye health. So the eyes are not just isolated organs. Again, they interact with so many other systems within the body. Our brain, as we talked about, our cardiovascular system, um, our gut our skin. So there are just so many connections. So I'd really try to um, have a more holistic approach. So I look at not just the eye exam, but everything else. And so it's a pretty extensive visit. Um, in person, it takes about three to four hours to collect all that information, to do any necessary testing, and then to make the recommendations. So I do offer in-person visits as well as telemedicine visits. And um, what oftentimes what happens is patients have will come to see me having already seen two or three or four, sometimes even five other providers before they've gotten to see me because um, they just haven't gotten to the root cause of their problem. They haven't had their problem fixed. And so I really try to help bring everything together for them. And again, I think this integrative approach is really what's most important for our vision. I like that. And I really, really love the Eat Right for your site. Your book launch will be coming up sometime in November. Um, and it's called Beyond Carrots yes. by Dr. Ronnie Bannock. Thank you so much for being here today. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I know there's so much more we could cover about our eyes and our health, but I think this is a great place to start. If listeners want to learn more about you, um, eventually get your book or even book a consultation with you, how can they do that? The two best ways are through my website, 
uh, it's my full name, which is RudraniBanikMD.com. And through my website, they can also pre-order my book. So if you pre-order my book, you will also get a discount on the book, which is great. And then um, I'm also very active on social media. So on Instagram, I post a lot of great tips about vision health, brain health, migraines. So if you're interested in any of those topics, please follow me on Instagram at Bannock. That's amazing. And you can always find me at on Instagram at Claudia underscore Macchiella or my website, ClaudiaMacchiella.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. I hope this helps you live your best life. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.